Good morning and welcome to the Take a Pause podcast. This is episode one of the fall semester of 2022. My name is Phil Blagrish. Safi to say your name. Oh. <laughs> My name is Heidi Hallsapple. And together we are your hosts this morning. Today we're going to talk about how to get ready when you're a freshman, how to kind of settle in to college life and get acquainted with your surroundings and as quickly as possible just get comfortable. So, Because I mean, college is stressful as it is. There's a lot of work you need to do and there's a lot of things in terms of social circumstances, um, new social settings in general that you need to get used to. And we are willing to take our time out of our days, out of our very busy schedules, and help all of you be better humans. So, here we are. And first on our list is getting situated in your dorm room. Take it away, Heidi. So, getting situated in your dorm room is probably one of the biggest adaptations you're going to have to make at Southeastern. Did you have a trouble with that? Any trouble? Getting uh, situated in my dorm room? A lot. Because I came, well, we have some family friends in Texas, so they brought me through that day. I forgot all of my, um, like, bedding and stuff back in Texas. So I showed up here without anything in terms of bedding. We had to go to Walmart, and I just got a sheet and a comforter and a pillow. That was basically it. And I didn't think I lived comfortably. For a while, it, I, I think it was very bare bones in the beginning, and it did lend itself to an atmosphere that was less of a place that I wanted to be, more of a place I was just kind of grinding it through and you know hoping for better days <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah, and I spent a lot of time there because being an international, I had nowhere to go, and I, I was there since before classes started. I was probably there two weeks before classes started. Yeah, so definitely getting comfortable, and I think an important thing you have to remember is being comfortable, not necessarily being aesthetic, unless aesthetics add to the comfort, but focusing on making sure that you have a place where you can go to that you feel at peace and just calms you down, especially like you're running around campus all day. Unless you have like a skateboard or a, or a bike or something, you're you're on your feet all day. Right, and you, you want to have a nice place to come home to, like maybe a rug or a chair. Yeah. Sometimes the beds can be a little uncomfortable if you want to yeah. get one of those memory foam mattresses. Or a, a topper. A topper yeah, like that's does what I wonders. Yeah. yeah. They're great. Yeah. I have one on my bed right now. Yeah. Like literally, I don't even live on campus. I just like them. Yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> like I have makeshift top I used an old comforter and put it underneath my sheets but definitely (laughs) (laughs) aesthetics is for when you're 40 years old and you're having people over for a wine and cheese party now you're just looking for a place you can fall down and just go comatose for a few hours or you can sit there and study so there's a few bare basics like we said a topper for your bed so you sleep comfy a good pillow because you need all the sleep you can get. A rug so your feet stay warm because nothing detracts from your focus and your happiness like cold feet. Um, 
That's not just my personal opinion. This has been supported by surveys, which means normal people like you. And, <laughs> and not everyone likes to wear socks. I, for one, do not like to wear socks whenever I'm home. I want to be barefooted. That means and, laundry, too. Yeah. So. No, no one likes extra laundry. Yeah. <laughs> so enforce comfort as much as possible. Get some knickknacks to make you feel at home. Have some things that keep you warm and comfy. Make sure you sleep well. So get it out to a place where you are at your most relaxed. And don't forget comfort items. If you have comfort items, a lot of people forget that in college. Sometimes you just want to relax. So just bring what you like. But if you do decide to decorate and be aesthetic, then make sure you have blue tape, painter's tape, yeah, that's going to be your best friend because if you damage those walls... You pay. You pay. The school will not mind charging you for that at all. And if you use the painter's tape, don't use that to hang up your objects. You could buy command strips. They're about yay big. Oh, command strips are... If they're on top of the blue paint. Oh, tape. yes. You can put them on yes. top. Yes. Don't put them on the bare wall because then they're still going to charge you yeah. for damaging the wall. So only use command strips on the painter's tape or... It's a racket, man. Intense. That's a, that's a lie. This school's perfect. The school loves us. And, um, Bluebirds. <laughs> and if you don't want to use command strips, then you could always use this little sticky putty. My mom used to use it for her classroom. It works great and it doesn't damage walls. Thank you, Heidi. Now, <laughs> moving on to the next order of business. When you move into your dorm room, unfortunately, it's not just your comfort items that are waiting for you, it's likely going to be a roommate, unless you're one of the lucky souls that gets a dorm room or is hand yourself. Or you're with a friend, you already know. But there's a good chance you're moving into a dorm room where it's someone you've never seen before in your life. They passed them by in a grocery shop one time and thought, that's a weirdo. I hope I never see them again. Guess what? You live in the same room as them. So, how do you deal with this complete stranger who you have to share a very narrow space of living with? Well, there are a few rules you need to set up since the beginning. And honestly, if there was ever a place to practice not being passive, this is your opportunity. And right. it's very necessary. From the beginning, you need to set down some ground rules. Always tell me when you're going to bring people over. Um, and... Literally. <laughs> it's so, nothing is more annoying than whenever you're trying to do schoolwork or when you're trying to go to sleep and then someone brings five people over. Especially, I didn't have the double where there's two beds in one. I had the single suite and the noise still bothered me. So I can't imagine how it feels if someone's sharing that one wide room and there's like four people sitting around and everyone's making a uh, ruckus. That would be nice. They would have bodies in my dorm And I, Ooh. I remember at the beginning, I was like, I'll just... No, I don't want to be too much of a bother. I'm just gonna accommodate, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna make it work. You can't make it work. You need to set some like ground rules down from the beginning, so that everybody knows what to expect and what what's gonna go down. Because you might want to get along, but it's gonna be hard to like be able to get along with them when you can like constantly aggravated at them. Right, and you don't want to run away from your room that you're paying for either, because yeah. like. If you want to be passive, you can run to the library or, like, your favorite study spot or anything. But then 
You're not where in do you room. sleep? <laughs> yeah, yeah sleep but you can't change where you sleep, so it's not worth it to run away from yeah. the problems. Just yeah, so set, set down those ground rules. Tell them, tell me whenever you're going to bring people over. And have like a certain set time, like this is lights out, when I prefer to go to sleep. Get a compromise and when like you, like it's no noise, no lights, it's done, it's time to go to sleep. And with that said, like invest in some noise cancelling, you know, equipment like either earplugs or some earphones you can wear while you sleep. Anything like that, just, you know, create that space you own, like, you're never going to have complete privacy to yourself. Yeah. Even if you have a single suite, you might still hear things. And depending on your type of roommate and his nightlife activity, you might hear a lot of things. But you want to make that space your own, so invest in things to do so. So definitely earplugs, I would say, is one of, one of those must-haves, and they're pretty cheap. I mean, you can go to CVS and get like a whole packet of them. Always yeah. look at Amazon. They have great prices. They can get you like multiple sets yeah. of earphones to block out noise. Easy peasy. Yeah, so that that's definitely a must have. And sharing is caring. Yeah, sharing is caring. You want to like you want to share that space. So if you have dish soap, be willing to share that with them. Be willing to share toilet paper. Um, and also like a microwave. Yeah, anything like that. That's not you know. It's not like sharing your toothbrush. Yeah, no. Don't go into absurd levels of sharing, but that helps build a rapport and helps you like get along with the person, like build a slight friendship. Like you're not necessarily gonna become best friends with your roommate. I mean, that would be the optimal, but that's not necessarily gonna happen. But right. something like that, like if anything goes bad, you know your roommate's got your back because you guys are friendly with each other, and that's that's a nice thing to have. So. With that said, if you do feel like you want to get to know them better, do simple things. Like say, hey, you want to go to go to the main dish and go get lunch together? Do you, you want, I'm going to go out to the movies, you want to join? If you want to build that friendship, because you are sharing this room with this person, and having them as a friend just makes it easier. Also or, makes the communication easier. Yeah, or if you don't have a car, on-campus events, like the silent disco we had, or mocktails that was sometime this week. Could always do on campus events and get them out and have some fun. Hmm. Friendship for days. <laughs> Friendship for days. Yeah, if you if you're like me, you know, and you <laughs> you struggle socially, um, you. No one can tell. Phil. <laughs> no one can tell. Yeah, I just I just have a wonderful uh, false extroverted personality going on. Um, you just, you know, you're friendly with your roommate, you see each other, you greet, you ask them how it's going, and it's it's generally cordial, and that's, you know, sometimes just the best you can do, but you don't want to live with someone who's hostile to you. Um, and, and that's basically that. So, to the next order of business, would you like to tell us what that is, Heidi? Yes, yeah, so our next one is where to study. A lot of people don't like to study in their dorms, and that is perfectly fine. Me, personally, sometimes I would do homework under my bed in my dorm just because the beds are really tall. And I don't know, it was cozy. It was like my own little yeah. cave. I don't know if anyone else does that. But that was fun for me. A lot of people also like to study in the library, but it does get cold in there, even for Philip sometimes, you know. Right. Our males who think that y'all are persistent to the cold, it still gets cold. And you could always go in Tinsley or 
above the breezeway, there is actually there is actually an article about the hangout spots in Hammond and where you could go to study that I did write. Check it out. And that is on our no line tour page. <laughs> so if you guys would like to study on campus, there are some options there and there are also some off campus options on that article. But what's your favorite spot to study, Philip? I mean, God, I was, I'm I'm just a dorm room body. I it's either that or going to the Tensei, but I work at at the Tensei, so I, I know the people there, and it's you know it's like going to to a group of friends and just go sit down there. So in, I mean Tensei, I would say is one of the optionals. Just bring a jacket if you're going to the Tensei, yes. and the library the same. I don't like the library just because it's I think I like a place with familiarity and sitting there where there's a bunch of people I don't know right. is. Something I personally like. The optimum is my dorm room, um, but at times it can feel like you're a bit trapped when you stay in your dorm room all the time. And in cases like that, I if it's not raining, go sit outside under a tree and go and stay there. And in that same vein, you know, noise canceling equipment like earphones or just earplugs or something like that. Earplugs and earphones in general, if you're going to study in a public place. Um, but I think a good plan would to be switch it up between indoors and outdoors. Yeah. Because that is just good for your mental state. Seeing some sunlight and some greenery does wonders in terms of your psycho, you know, your psychological state. Um, I wish I did it more, <laughs> but sometimes you're just walking around a campus all day and you finally get to your dorm room. You're like, I'm not, I didn't have the time to switch around. But if you do have the time to switch around, especially when like midterms and finals comes around, Switch up your study environment every now and then to keep your mind fresh and to make sure you're not falling into some mid-semester depression. That are distractions. Because sometimes if I'm in my room, I get distracted. I know whenever I lived on campus, I would go outside to the lobby because they have lobbies in certain dorm, like on certain floors in yeah. a dorm. <laughs> so... I used to go in there because they had a whiteboard, they had an outlet, they had tables, and it was fun for me, especially if, say, a roommate had friends over or something, it was a nice, quiet space that I could be. But I'm also a fan of Tinsley. I like that you mentioned Tinsley. I like to go in there in the afternoons whenever no one's in there, and then, like, you might be able to steal a whole classroom and just work uh, on the yeah. entire whiteboard. I love doing that. Well, ever since I started working there, as soon as I was just like, hey, can I go into 205? Because that's where I usually sit. And they're like, yeah, sure. Like, so I'm working there, go on the computer, do my stuff. And it is a nice place. The people at the Tinsley are, like, super friendly. They so really are. I, I cannot recommend the Tinsley enough for if you need some academic aura. And all of them, like, appreciate studying and the yes. worth of it. Immensely. So you won't find a place where people respect your time and your like your studying capabilities as much as people at the Tennessee. They are uh, so nice. Yeah, I went there to study once with my class. Well, not the whole class, but you know, certain people out of the class, and they were closing up and locking the doors for the day. And they're like, "Hey, feel free to keep studying here. We know like this is yeah. your safe space, so just keep studying, do your thing. But the doors are going to be locked whenever you leave." You're not going to be able to come back in. And we were like, okay, thanks, perfect. And it was so nice yeah. to just have that space and not get kicked out, you know? <laughs> yeah, just a quick plug to my to my other employees. Go to the Tennessee. Yeah. Sign up for tutoring. I'll be there. <laughs> um, now you're flexing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's 
Definitely a good option. Then our final piece on our agenda is your budget. Yes. Because you are a college student and you are going to be strapped for cash. Unless, you know, you have a family that is like, we'll just feel all your escapades in college. I mean, you want to go out on the weekend? We got you covered. But Here, go get yourself something nice. <laughs> yeah, I should go buy yourself, some, yourself something nice. Sorry. I was trying to do an impression and I felt completely humor canceled. <laughs> and guys, parents just hand you a $400, I'm said a $400 bill, that doesn't exist. They just hand you four, four $100 bills and they're like, go off and buy some, some McDonald's. And Why would you need $400 for McDonald's? Because these are aged parents that don't know how money works anymore because they're too filthy rich. I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the grandparents will give you money. Yeah. They're always like, here, honey, take some extra cash. You want some food? Here's some leftovers. Like, if yeah. you don't have a grandma like that, then what are you doing <laughs> in life? I guess if your parents are willing to just, you know, slap you with $400, then the di- well, they send you to some, like, private university yeah, up Yeah, not north. here. <laughs> like, why would... Why would they go here if their parents had that money? Yeah, Southeastern is like, good education at an affordable rate. Affordable, affordable <laughs> rate. Today's just full of uh, pronunciation mistakes. Bear with us. This is the first episode of the semester. Woo-hoo. Getting <laughs> back in the swing since summer. Yeah, yeah. We still got the, uh, the lethargy of being uh, just lazy for three months. Unless you're hiding and then continue being a reporter and studious. Me, however, I was relaxing all across the U.S. Well, I did have to relax for a while because I had surgery. So I was restricted. Couldn't come into work. Thank you. And you have just had a little peek into our personal lives. Back to the budget. <laughs> we are humans. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I might have an accent, but I do not come from another world. I am just South African. So, your budget. You want to see what your your week your weekly is a bi-weekly income is for a lot of people, especially those that work on campus. That's going to be a bi-weekly income, and you want to set aside a certain amount of spending money. Don't be too, you know, lavish with the spending money. Mm-hmm. Don't be a vile spendthrift. You want to have a reasonable amount of spending money, and a certain percentage. I'd say ten to twenty percent that goes into a long-term savings account. And then you want to set aside an emergency account. Because I, like, especially over the, the summer, I got wrecked with just several unexpected expenses that drained my bank account because I didn't save up for them. Because obviously they weren't expected. So you need to put aside that unexpected savings account for, like, your tire pops. And you need to buy a new one or... Speaking of straight facts you, here. <laughs> somebody drives over your toes and you don't have medical insurance yet. What have you? Anything that could possibly happen Did that, that happened to you, Philip? No, my toes oh. are fine. I have beautiful toes. Okay. Okay. You wanna you wanna see? <laughs> <laughs> so you want to have that emergency account so that you're covered for things that just pop out of the blue. And you want that long-term savings because one day you're going to buy a house or you're going to have to pay for a wedding ring or you are going to pay for your first call, anything, what have you. You're going to need to pay for it and you're going to need the money, so you need to start saving now. And also doing a budget just prepares for you like one day in the future when you're going to have to budget in any case. So if you get into the swing of things now, it's easier by the, you know, 
by then, especially now that you're young, it's easier to put down habits like that. Alright. You know, if you're 25, your mental elasticity starts to decline rapidly. So if you're 25 and you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Mom always, <laughs> My mom always taught me percentages and do with this percentage as you like, but she really likes, her and my grandma taught me to use like an 80-20% rule. 80% goes to your bills, your savings, anything of that sort. 80% of every paycheck, even if it's bi-weekly, goes to whatever you have to pay. And then 20% goes to whatever you want to spend. If you decide to put that into savings, go ahead. That's extra savings money because you now can't have big girl or big boy purchases without big cash. So do with that 20% as you want. If you really want to treat yourself like today was a hard week, let me go and get like whatever your favorite treat is. If it's sushi, ice cream. I really like ice cream. I really, really like ice cream. I'm a fan so of sushi. If you want to do sushi, go to all you can eat sushi bowl because other places are just way too expensive. It's a jip of your money. It really is. Yeah, pay twenty five dollars at like sushi masa and Baton Rouge and just stuff your face, or go to another place and pay fifteen dollars for only eight pieces. <laughs> what? No. Insane. Yeah. So budgeting. It's important. Is paramount. Important, such a toddler would. Paramount is what you want I am so sorry, <laughs> Philip. What if they don't know what paramount means? What if they're doing it in college? I'm just joking. Joking. I'm not a elitist. I'm just a snob. Um, you are. <laughs> Forgive but, him, he's not from here. Yes, I'm, I'm cultured. <laughs> like I'm yogurt. Yogurt? <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. Okay, so that concludes. Our budgeting section. Now we're going to have a few follow-up sections that kind of connect getting used to college and getting ready for this new and exciting and somewhat scary world infested with nice people and infections. So the next podcast we're going to be dealing with is how to eat healthy whilst you're studying. What are the options on campus? What off-campus options do you have? And how can you be self-sufficient? What is a general rule of thumb anyone can follow? You know, unless you have like some specific dietary restrictions like, you know, no gluten because you're genetically deficient or lactose intolerant, what have you. So this is going to be kind of based on what the average person needs to do to kind of just maintain a healthy level of you know, eating and eating is important for you to stay on top of the game, whether it be with sports or academics. And then after that, we're going to have a little intimate talk about how to deal with the sudden increase in intimacy in college. Because, I mean, you're around the opposite sex, or if you're interested in the same sex, all the time. It's, I mean, you could be... Say you're a guy and you're into girls and, like, right next door, there's a room with girls and you're like, I've never been within six foot of a girl before. And that's a new thing (laughs) for you. And, I mean, in general, intimacy is just going to increase. Your dorm room, your dorm room, your roommate might bring over a girlfriend and you're not sure how to deal with it. It makes you uncomfortable. All those things and more we'll discuss in the next section and what's the best route for you to follow in our humble opinions and we're going to have some extra input on that. 
So stay a tuned star for that. Guest. Yeah, we're gonna have someone guest starring with us. One of our editors in chief. Well, not the a only one. one. Yeah. yeah. She used to be part of a duo. We're sad. So to keep up with all of these podcasts, not to sound like a YouTuber or anything, but definitely subscribe to our podcast, right, Philip? Yes, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Spotify. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and buy the yearbook because you're going to find yourself in 20 years' time and think, man, I used to be so young and beautiful when I was in college at Southeastern, the greatest college in Louisiana. But I can't even remember what I look like. I just remember I was as beautiful as a rose in the morning, was a dewy drop of water rolling from petal to petal. But now I'm old and haggard. If only I could remember what I look like. Because now I suffer from crippling dementia. Or if you don't want to go that extreme with Philip, maybe in far, far generations, like maybe great-grandkids or something, and you're that old great-great-grandma, great-great-grandpa, you're gonna most likely only be someone carrying books. We don't know if books are gonna last much longer. Like they might stop being produced. Your book might be online. So it would be nice to have that nice old little artifact of memories. Or maybe even just in five years and you meet your significant other and you're like, hey, this was me before I had the dad bod. So, <laughs> buy the yearbook. Buy the yearbook. And if you get hungry while reading the yearbook, stop by Papa John's. You could get yourself a cheese pizza. Pizza? Pizza? Coming at you live. A pepperoni pizza? What have you, as long as it's not pineapple. I'm just joking. I actually love pineapple, but I'm seen as a heathen and a heretic, so he don't is. follow my advice. In any case, we thank you very much for listening to us today and for bearing through all our ramblings. We hope you tune in next time and you take our advice, because we are the smartest people on campus. You can just go uh, verify that with campus authorities. You will see our IQs are mind-boggling. We're here for charity. Thank you very much. We love you. And goodbye. See you guys later.